Next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Nick Savetta of Rugby United New York. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub. The Murphy Kennedy Group, founded with the idea that construction can be done better. And Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey everybody and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy in New York City joined by Stephen Lewis, the General Manager of Rugby United New York on the Upper West Side as well as yours truly. Mr. Brian Ray faffing about in Nova Scotia and Dan Power in New Jersey it looks like. yeah, he's If he's not, he belongs there. And our special guest, Mr. Nick Savetta, now of Rugby United New York. And Nick, let's get right into welcoming you to rugby wrap up oh well uh it's an honor to be here speaking to such uh such legends um that's you're almost speechless i mean i'm <laughs> I I almost speechless. You, you're, you're happy nervous. to answer whatever whatever oddball questions you might have yeah um well steve steve is dressed for the occasion he knew that you were going to be on and he wanted to welcome you yes yeah. i figured we just go right into the first question nick oxford jersey city same thing right <laughs> um, more or less. I mean, I'm pretty much doing my Oxford education from Jersey City now. So, um, yeah, yeah, different, different, different lifestyles. I mean, we have my my partners in 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 Oxford at the moment, unfortunately, because of COVID. So, um, constantly on the phone with Oxford. Um, but yeah, the vibe is different. This is this is well, Jersey City is not home for me, but this is you know an hour from where I grew up, and it's it's great to be back seeing my 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 parents as well, which is amazing having them. I'm getting to see me play. So yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I've, I've, I've loved, uh, I guess I've been here for a couple of weeks now, but I've loved every minute of it. Two games into your MLR career now. How, uh, what do you think of the standard? Is it met your expectations or, you know, how do you feel so far? Uh, I mean, rugby's hard. doesn't matter where you play it. Um, that's for sure. I, I've been really impressed with like, I mean, the standard of fitness is really, really good. Um, American rugby is just a little bit different. I don't know how, how to describe it. It's, it's certainly, I think, you know, at the same level of, of uh, the same standard as, say, the championship in the UK. But it's hard to compare like to like. I think everyone here is fitter, you know, than, than, than say, the championship. You know, but there's definitely more structure to English rugby. Um, yeah, I mean... So you seriously, you're saying they're fitter? I think, I think the guys in this league... I mean, I, I, w- I would say this year potentially less so because of the shortened preseason because of because of COVID. But um, yeah, I, I, I think the emphasis uh, emphasis on on S and C and fitness in particular, I think you see it like you're watching these games. Like 80th minute guys are running running around, and you know you, they, they seem no worse for wear. So I've been impressed with with that that side of things. But that's what you get with professional rugby is fit boys. Um, and just uh, structurally, I think it's 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 just slightly different than uh, the rugby I've played elsewhere. Don't know, how to, don't know how to categorize it just yet. This was your MLR debut, right? Uh, last week, last week against. That's what I, yeah, 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 yeah. It was. I mean, I I, I trained with Rugby United New, New York. Yeah, I trained with uh, Rooney two years ago before the World Cup, um, just sort of to stay in shape before we went into camp with the U.S. Um, and well, the, the steps they've taken from then have been have been significant uh, as a club. And uh, yeah, no, it's been. I mean, I had this on my radar from the minute I, I got into Oxford. I knew that this is this is sort of 
would, would complement that well, and it's exactly what I wanted to do and exactly where I wanted to be. So it was a no-brainer. Did, did the tire, the, the tiger, uh, the uh, tire pellets being traded out to sand on Randall's Island convince you not to sign with Rugby United? <laughs> at that point? I was out there when you were out there. Yeah, well, I think you know I, I'd been gone from New York for eight years, and I think I left. I left New York training on Field 77 with Nyack. And I came back and there's professional rugby and I'm right back to the same pitch. Hey, mate, tell us why New York. Obviously, you were there with the AC back in 2013. You've, you've played all over the world. Was it New York or nothing coming back to MLR? Did you have interest? I'm, I'm guessing every team would have been interested in signing you. But was it interesting going anywhere else or was it always New York? Um, I mean, it was always New York. Like, it was always New York. I had I had, I had interest out there. I, I've lived in you know, a number of different places and I can adapt easily to, to surroundings at this point. But in my mind, it was always that opportunity to play at home in front of friends and family. You know, I've been gone for a long time. And I think, you know, a lot of your friends like don't really know what you're up to. You're just sort of over in Europe playing rugby and they don't know what it is and, and they don't get anything out of me doing that. And if I can, you know, play here and get a few people watching who had never watched before. And that's that I think is really special and, and, it was always on my radar. I think every every rugby player in Europe as well like wants to play for their hometown club, and it just it's just one of those opportunities that doesn't it's just not easy not easy for it to happen. I think um, at any level. Um, so yeah, well, like when I when I when I figured out that when I decided I wanted to play in the MLR, it was 100% New York, and and they were able to make it work. So that's even better. Guys, just hold it one second. We got to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Nick Savetta. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. What's the number 498 mean to you? Uh, I mean, that's, that's my, my eagle number. Um, yeah, honestly, it makes me just miss, uh, miss the boys. It's been quite a while. So uh, um, looking forward to, to hopefully this summer get, getting back involved and, and seeing where we're at. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's, that's what it conjures up. It conjures up good memories. And, and I think one of the reasons why – you know, I'm, I'm still playing the sport is well, the main reason why I'm still playing the sport is because I still feel like I have a lot to give to that jersey. And I, I want to put myself in the best position possible to to help us succeed as a nation. And, um, yeah, it's been very challenging the last the last almost two years without a test. So um, hopefully brighter things in the future. But without without worrying about who's here on this show right now, was your biggest thrill as an Eagle that night when you guys knocked off Scotland? Because I saw you pitch side, and you were pretty you were pretty happy about that. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was that was probably the biggest thrill. Um, you know, it's rare that, uh, well, I mean, it's rare that you get you get that opportunity and uh, and that you play well enough for it to happen. And uh, we just want to try to repeat that. But that was that was a pretty big thrill. It was a great night. Lock in the hotel afterwards and. Um, it's still, I think like, you know, I was at an Oxford training session a few months ago and there was a guy there, Byron McGuigan, who helps kicking, helps like with the, the backs at Oxford. I like the first thing he did is he kind of just looked at me. I, I, I don't know. I mean, he just looked at me. He's like, did you play in that game, mate? And I was like, 
well, you mean the one down in Houston where you missed the kick and we won? And it was like, oh, yeah, I knew it was you. What are you doing here, mate? Um, so I could tell it, it, it definitely gets – Lingers. Uh, it got, definitely lingers for them, I think. And, uh, oh, that made, me, that made me happy. You know, that was recently as well. So, um, yeah, that was a good memory for sure. All right, quick, quick question about now. You're a guy that's played around. You're, you're a veteran. You're an established star. You walk into this – team and they're up and running already and they've got some veterans there you got Andy Ellis you got a whole bunch of other guys that are there some of them are your teammates from the Eagles what's the dynamic for you as a veteran player are you walking in and, and feeling it out or are you you're taking the the leadership horns grabbing the leadership horns right away or? um I, that's that's a good question um no I think you know I I've become very accustomed to the situation where you have to come in and and, and find your place in the team. Right. And it's, it's, it's not always the same role everywhere you go. So you have to be really conscious of, of uh, how, how you, how you are with people and your effects on people. And I think, you know, with New York, I, you know, I come back with Dylan and Nate and guys I've played with for a long time and Marty, who I've known for a couple of years. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a balance to strike between coming in hot, coming in too hot and, uh, you know, being too meek and, and, and passive. So I, I think, I hope I've balanced that well so far. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I want to be, I want to be a guy who plays for New York for a long time. So hopefully we'll develop into a leader of the team. And uh, I think the squad we have as well with, with the American guys, guys like Andy Ellis, um, I think it's, uh, you know, that experience, like it creates a, a really good, you know, player driven leadership group and, um, yeah, it's been it's been comfortable, I think, and hopefully it's been comfortable for everyone. The last time, uh, you know, we saw you in an Eagles jersey, you were just kind of making a miraculous recovery from that serious ankle injury, uh, made it back for the World Cup. And now, you know, uh, it's been a long break. Um, you know, you're in your thir- early 30s now. In a sense, is that has there been kind of a positive from from this pandemic break where, you know, guys like your age have had a long period to kind of recover, haven't had so much rugby, kind of rest your bodies? Do you think that is going to extend your career at all? Uh, I think it already has extended my career. Yeah, yeah, it ha- definitely, definitely. And that's the silver lining is, you know, I didn't expect, I didn't want to take 13 months out of professional rugby, but that's, that's what happened. And um, yeah, definitely really helpful for my body um, and my mind. Uh, I think... I was really enjoying playing in France, but, you know, I basically went from the World Cup, well, ankle injury, World Cup, straight to France, played 12, 12 games in a row. And then the season got shut down. So at that, those waning games of, of the season 2020, I was like in a pretty dark place physically and mentally. And I was like, I needed a break. So it came at the right time. And, um, you know, <laughs> before last week, I felt like I was about 25. Now I'm, I'm straight back to feeling 31. All right, off the pitch, you're an interesting guy. You're a renaissance guy. Oh. Notre Dame, what was between Notre Dame and Oxford? Didn't you get an MBA? No, I got a master's at, at Berkeley in uh, civil engineering. Just throw that one in there, master's at Berkeley. You got, <sighs> so what drives you off the pitch? Because that's some pretty heady stuff. God, I don't know yet. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, love, uh, I love the idea of constantly learning. And I think I, that hasn't, I haven't yet translated that into like a viable career beyond rugby you know so I think uh you know I I, I want to be I think with with rugby as well like I just type, type of person you want to be an expert in something you want to be credible and 
and you want to do something that inspires you. And, and I think that's what you get out of, you know, doing these, these degrees is like, you get like a real serious amount of knowledge about, about particular topics. And with that, you can go and do really interesting things. Um, and now, now my focus academically and, and professionally is, is, will be in the, in the energy sector. And, and that's something that fascinates me. And there's lots of uh, interesting work to do, but, you know, there's still the, the rugby side, which is, um, you know, now is, is, is a big part of my life. So, um, yeah, again, I'm still trying to figure that out. Like everyone, I think. Dan, it's gotta be a record or some kind of achievement. They, they've got to have the two smartest second rows in the league. And to play second row, you have to have something wrong with you anyway, in your head, because you're volunteering yourself a very difficult position, I would say, but Brakely and Savetta, Cambridge and Oxford. This has got to be yeah. a record. Throw in Dartmouth and Berkeley and Notre Dame as well. I don't think there's a more well-educated uh, lock pairing in the world. Uh, I forget MLR. I think we, we could be dealing with the, the Mensa brothers in the, in the lock pairing here, but <laughs> no, I just, I'm just thrilled that Nick's back, to be honest. I mean, yeah. been one of my favorite players to watch calling games for the Eagles over the years and, Great to see all the opportunities that you represented, but it's great to see guys like Nick come home and get to play. Like I said, in front of his family and friends, who for, for the most part would not have any clue about the heights that Nick hit in Europe. It's kind of like, oh, you just yeah, he plays rugby. Oh, is that the one with the sticks? No, no, it's no sticks. Right. But now he gets to come home and show his friends and family. I think it's awesome, man. So just stay healthy. I saw you take a little uh, knock in that Atlanta game. Oh. And it's like, welcome back to turf fields in America, pal. <laughs> no more soft English, you know, sod to land yeah. on. but. But then oh, you're directly on your soft. back, right? Yeah, I, 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 um, I landed on the ball. Uh, it was kind of an awkward thing and just took my wind out. So I needed a, a few moments to convalesce. And... Yeah, the two moments so far in this season where New York fans, I know because I happen to be one, I'll admit it, um, was very concerned. It's like being a Mets fan and watching a guy walk off with his arm hanging down. You taking that one last week and then Stan South drilling Andy Ellis this week. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, he was, get and up, he was get milking up, get it. Up. He was milking it. I think. <laughs> He's good. He's good. Yeah. I've loved Andy's chat the first two oh, weeks. How good is he? He, he had, he had such, such immense value as well as a person. I think uh, brilliant having him here. Honestly, like, I've been very impressed. And, he, and he's playing. He's playing very well at the moment, too. So. All right. Well, Nick, you've been great. Brian, you got a final arrow you want to fire at him before you face off against him next week? Uh, you know, I heard you're a little tired there. If you feel like you have to take this weekend off, well, we won't hold that against you. So, uh, yeah, no, best of luck for the rest of the season. Thanks. Thanks. Um, thanks for having me, guys. This was a lot of fun. All right, Nick. Nick Savetta, ladies and gentlemen, of Rugby United New York, and, of course, Team USA's Eagles. Thank you, Nick. And make sure you check out our other segments this week, including our Major League Rugby Show. Our global rugby recap. What are the odds? Our Major League Rugby Sports Bet Show with the Philly Godfather, John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE legend, and Gifty Bailu, Martial Law, the Zack Attack. And please sign up for our American Red Cross Rugby Wrap-Up Blood Donor Team. <laughs>